the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for Sketch. We cold read comedy sketches, laugh, and then discuss how they were written. <laughs> Here to host the show, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. With us in the writer's room. I'm Keith Estrella. I'm Tyler Chin. In this week's episode, John Potter teaches us a great new recipe for your summer picnics. <laughs> then, Harrison gets real honest and emotional about the Clifford movie. Finally, Kara uses baseball metaphors... It's sexy. Then join us on the Rift Plane with Kara and Keith. And stick around to the end of the episode for a fun writing prompt to inspire your own writing. With us on the show today. Kara Myers, she, her. John Potter, he, him. Kara, you had a question? Okay, so I want to know what your, all of your like high school sex ed was like, because I, in high our high school was like a little weird. I took sex ed like the summer going into high school. Cause if you did it, then you didn't have to like do it in high school. And I wanted to like get to know people. That's actually John Potter, how I met Michael Rosemeyer. <laughs> we, we met in sex ed and wow. me and Michael are like still best friends. I introduced him to his wife. They have a baby. It's very cute. It's I love wild him. that you Why? met him in sex ed and you're also responsible for the fact that he has had a baby. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You learned so, how it works. You put it into practice. We and did then you learn him with a woman, and then they made one. <laughs> and then they made a baby. Um, I this the teacher. I had like our sex ed was taught by our gym teachers because public schools, yeah. and yeah. she made a huge PowerPoint of what every. STD looks like on your genitals mm-hmm. and made us mm-hmm. look at it like once a week and she's like this is how I'm going to make sure you also have sex in oh, high school once a week? Once a week. I didn't have sex until college it was terrifying I was like I don't That's I was so afraid still That's hate condoms but I'm just kidding yeah. so I will say I did see a powerpoint like that in ninth grade I was made Scary. to look at that powerpoint yes. but then when I after I moved to China no sex had at all Oh, non-existent. Wow. I don't yeah. know if that's any better. <laughs> that is interesting, but not better. I went to Catholic school and it was also part of the curriculum for like PE slash health class. And so it was taught by our PE teacher. And we only I really only we watched one like animated informational <laughs> movie in like one day for like 30 minutes. And that was it. Oh, my God. There was like weird animated like dicks being um <laughs> It was like heavy on masturbation. Basically, it was like do this instead. Whoa! That's Wait, what I could you like interesting? Could you like use a reference of another animated movie to tell us like what kind of animated style? It was like it was, it was like <laughs> um, old like uh, Schoolhouse Rock style animation. Wow! Yes. I was hoping it was this Schoolhouse penis? Rock style animated penis penis. <laughs> Well, let's see if uh, we can learn something in this first sketch. How do you guys want to learn some <laughs> stuff? What a transition, yes. Amy. What yeah. a transition. I think it's more for us every day. About, about sex and disease. All right. Our first sketch today is titled 30 Minute Meth, written by John Potter. Rachel Ray will be played by Kara Myers. Interior Kitchen Day. Culinary superstar Rachel Ray tries to look put together. She speaks in her raspy voice with a big smile to the camera. Memorial Day is right around the corner. If you're like me, you're planning a long holiday weekend trip with the love of your life. Your bags are packed, the cooler is stocked, but suddenly you realize you're out of meth. Don't tweak out. 
Today, you'll see my new cooking technique to have a fresh batch of crystal methamphetamine ready to inject in less time than it takes to load up the minivan. I'm Rachel Ray, and this is 30 Minute Meth. Title card, Rachel Ray's 30 Minute Meth. Theme music plays. I used to turn my nose up at hard narcotics, but ever since my husband, John, and his close guy friends from his acapella group introduced me to meth, I cannot get enough. I'm simply addicted. (laughs) When faced with a last minute weekend bender, cooking up raw crystal using traditional methods isn't an option. Remember spending days in a remote bar and you converted into a meth lab? Well, snort those days goodbye. I've developed a way to cook a month supply of meth in less than 30 minutes with products found right in your pantry. It's called Shake and Bake. (laughs) Rachel collects ingredients from various kitchen cabinets. You can find the ingredients for this recipe in any superstore's automotive and pharmaceutical departments. It's so simple and chef-friendly. First, you need a receptacle to combine your ingredients and eventually cook your meth in. You can use a two-liter plastic soda bottle. My husband, John, and I are watching our sugar intake so we don't have any soda bottles. But I rummaged through our recycling and found an empty 32 fluid ounce bottle of gun oil. John says he uses it to lubricate his firearms during his overnight hunting trips with his acapella buddies. He always jokes they're hunting bears. (laughs) Rachel pauses to think about that, but shakes it off. (laughs) Anyway, back to my satisfying meth. The first and most important ingredient is Sudafed. My recipe calls for only 12 pills. That's right. You can easily buy the dosage over the counter. Use a common coffee bean grinder to pulverize the Sudafed into a fine powder. When I mention grinders to my husband, he thinks I'm talking about that messaging app he uses with his acapella boys. (laughs) Rachel laughs sadly. She becomes more crazed with each mention of her husband. (laughs) Toss that ground Sudafed into your plastic bottle. Add a cup of lighter fluid and EVOO. Next, open an instant cold pack and pour the content into your mixture. Cold packs are full of ammonium nitrate yum. It should create a gorgioso teal color. Then is my husband John's least favorite part. Take a steel cutter to dismember an AA battery ripping out the lithium strip. My husband prefers Energizer because with meth, he can keep going and going and going. Anywho, tear up the lithium strip into pieces and throw them in your bottle. I like to add a little salt to jazz it up. Rachel adds salt and then throws some salt over her right shoulder. <laughs> Lastly is the drain fluid. Be careful adding Drano because it's toxic and starts a chemical reaction in our meth batter. Rachel spills Drano onto her hands when pouring it. Ouch! That stinks a bit. Typically, when coming in direct contact with toxic chemicals, I'd call poison control. No time for that. Now we only have 21 minutes left on our timer, and I need to taste this meth. (laughs) Rachel puts the cap on the bottle and starts to shake. Here's where my method gets its name. With all the ingredients in the bottle, attach the cap and shake and bake. As you shake, the chemicals infuse and combust, which actually bakes the meth right in the bottle. It's so quick and easy. 
Shake it gently. My husband, John, does it perfectly with the flick of his lip wrist. The beauty of the shake and bake method is you can do it anywhere while cruising in the backseat of a car, a public park, or my <laughs> husband's favorite place, a bathroom stall at Mother Lode in West Hollywood. After a few <laughs> minutes of shaking, slowly unscrew the cap, releasing pressure and noxious gases i'm so sorry <laughs> rachel unscrews the cap and gets a little high from the fumes how good does that smell it makes me lightheaded normally you'd wear a gas mask when preparing meth but it's just so delicioso i want a little sample of that rocket fuel oh that smells heavenly don't open the cap too quickly too much oxygen will cause the chemical batter to explode this batch of crank looks phenomenal it's fabuloso for a weekend away my hubby loves taking a ziplock of my crystal when he's when his all-male acapella group, the Glory Hole Notes, goes to the competition <laughs> on Fire Island every June. <laughs> As she mentions her husband, Rachel mentally cracks. Not only is meth addictive, it's a comfort food and really helps me cope when I'm feeling alone. Anyhow, our meth is cooked. It's time to strain. And I don't mean the strain John's acapella group has on our marriage. Just pour <laughs> concoction through the cheesecloth to remove the liquid. You'll be left with the crystalline white powder, the sweet nectar of life meth. Yum. Oh, and we still have eight minutes on our timer. Now, while it dries, you'll find brown sludge residue left in the bottle. I hate waste, so I use this destructive muck to remove the stiff white stains left on my husband's jock straps after his golf trips to Palm Springs with his fans on the group. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel painfully laughs. She's having a breakdown. My mess should be dry now. If not, I'm taking a hit anyways. I need it so fucking bad. Who cares if John left on a Memorial Day trip to the Castro district without me? <laughs> Rachel snorts a line of mess. <laughs> oh my god that's delicious it's the love of my life it makes me not even care that john hasn't touched me in years <laughs> the, the meth bottle explodes starting a fire in the kitchen thanks for joining me and remember great meth is never more than 30 minutes away rachel smiles and a tooth falls out <laughs> So the idea was actually a prompt that someone else had given me. Um, we were doing a, an assignment where we were giving each other, uh, giving each other prompts and then we could kind of take, take and run with it. And someone else had given me the prompt, what if Rachel Ray cooked meth? And so I do not know, I know nothing about Rachel Ray. I'm not one of those, uh, I don't really watch cooking shows very much, but thankfully my boyfriend does. So <laughs> we, um, I watched a bunch of her old episodes of her cooking show on the Food Network uh, app or whatever. And she always kind of has this sort of backstory to her episodes. Like she has a friend come over or her niece or her cousin. And she always relates it back to some into some personal connection when she's cooking. And her show is called 30 Minute Meals. So <laughs> the title wrote itself. Um <laughs> So I really was, so then I was like, oh, it's along with the cooking, I have to make, I have to give it a backstory, which I'm obviously that's going to be kind of the reason for my game. 
uh, and in one of the episodes I watched, because I, I truly watched, this was over the pandemic that I wrote this. So I just sat and watched <laughs> episodes upon episodes. And she always referred to her husband, John, who in one episode she mentioned had a collection of scarves. Oh and I was God. like, oh, this man is gay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, her husband, John, is definitely gay. And wouldn't it be so funny if the reason she was cooking meth was because she was coping with the fact that she was married to a gay man. And then I just kind of went at it from there. <laughs> and then I watched two documentaries about how meth was made. So this recipe know, like, is very meth. accurate. Yeah. I did a lot of research on both Rachel Ray and methamphetamine. So um, I did leave out some stuff. So if there's any listeners out there that really wanted to give it a try, this is a not fully accurate recipe. So um, don't do not <laughs> try this at home. I was um, going to say, I'd love to see your Google search history. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely on a lot of watch lists right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's some, there's a lot of meth documentaries on YouTube if anyone is interested in um, mm. doing some research yourselves. Sure. So, yeah. And then also, sadly, um, uh, Crystal Meth, a.k.a. Uh, what's it called? Uh, a.k.a. Tina, um, is a widely used uh, party drug in the gay community. So I thought it even fit even a little better. So, um, <laughs> and then I just like ran with it and kind of peppered it. And then I was like, oh, isn't it funny if she just has like this kind of nervous breakdown as she's making it. And that was really my whole process. <laughs> I love it. Great process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Research people. I can't tell you how helpful it is. <laughs> then the jokes just write themselves. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is so funny and you do such a good job of establishing like the unusual behavior and the justification that like is fueling it and following that logic like all the way down and heightening it. Uh, it's a really, really well-written sketch. Oh, thank you. Uh, I really thought John was you. Oh, <laughs> I no, just pictured really John angry. as <laughs> you. Is, yeah, I did base it off of my own, you know, interests. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I but also, you. I wanted to be sure about, because it's also a recipe, so I wanted to be sure to include sort of the culinary talk and like other things that Rachel always has, which is like EVOO and she, her phrases of yummo and delicioso and all of these things that and calling it batter as opposed to like, I don't know, whatever you would call meth, uh, <laughs> the meth recipe. But I was trying to pepper in those phrases to make it, you know, still have that culinary feel like a cooking show. I think you did a really good job of like balancing that stuff. Uh, I, as, as far as like John being you and you like, feel like you brought yourself to that. Yeah. I'd like to see you in this. Me too. <laughs> oh, see, uh, see the John character in it. Yeah. Like yeah. see John and like maybe one of John's friends. <laughs> like walk in, yeah. in the background. Or like, they could just yeah. like sing yeah. something in the background. <laughs> or like take some meth. <laughs> yeah. While uh, they sing. Yeah. I just like. Oh, right. Because they're not a group. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, especially like calling them an acapella group so many times. I was like, <laughs> I want to hear them sing so badly. That's so true. Here's my good pitch point. for John and the friend. This is, it's just a pitch, but it's, this is my pitch for how the joke goes. They're there at the top and they leave together. <laughs> and then the fire starts at the top of page three. And then when they come in, they, see the fire and they go, well, we're off to fire Island. <laughs> and then they just leave. <laughs> yeah. 
They can leave singing, we didn't start the fire. I won't sing anymore so you don't get in trouble. (laughs) This girl is on fire. Oh, there, that's even better. That's even better. better. But it would be funny if like all of a sudden John walks out and then like a trail of men follow him. There's like six or seven guys behind him. This is just the this is just the tenor section. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take your trail of men and get out of here. <laughs> I think uh, my pitch idea for that is if there is this group of men that comes towards the end, that they take the meth, and that would just like really double down on Rachel's misery. Be like, oh, okay, thanks. No, I didn't need that. I didn't need that at all. You know, or at least like yeah. need like a little bit. She's like licking it or something at the end, which just oh, really yes. devastating. They walk in and they just take what she's been working on. Her only solace is gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. You said something about the Food Network app when you were like talking about your process. Yeah. And I would like love for her to be like, and you can find all the, you can buy all the ingredients right on the Food Network. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Visit my page at thefoodnetworkyeah.com for all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be a fun reminder, like a couple pages in that, like she is still Rachel Ray of the food network, you know, like she's plugging the food network or her, like her products. Cause she has like a whole line of cookware. Maybe she has like, yes, that would be such fun resting. Yes. Oh, that's smart. Oh, I love that. This is a very, very small suggestion. Uh, but at the top of page three, you have this very funny thing where she goes, ouch, that stings a bit. Uh, and it'd be nice to have her say, I, I think it'd be funny to have her say, uh, but it's nice to feel something after she says it's <laughs> That is funny. So on page one, she says, uh, I'm simply addicted. And obviously that has a double meaning. Like people use addicted to mean they just like something a lot all the right. time. Uh, but I think that could be a refrain. Like <laughs> I like to add insult to jazz it up. It's just so addictive. I'm addicted. <laughs> and then later, just like I'm, a, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I'm, I'm really addicted. <laughs> John says he uses it to lubricate his firearms during his overnight hunting trips with his acapella buddies. Our next sketch today is titled Clifford. Written by Harrison Merck. Danny will be played by Kara Myers. Jay will be played by Tyler Chick. Cam will be played by John Potter. Tevin will be played by Keithy. And Whitney will be played by Amy D. Interior conference room day. Danny, Jay, and Cam sit at a table while Tevin, he, him, and Whitney, they, them stand in front of the room. All right, gang. Uh, thanks so much for watching this early test screening of Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'm Whitney. This is Tevin. We're going to ask some questions and we'll chat about what we thought. Uh, Okay. uh, What was the moment you felt saddest for Clifford? (laughs) When Clifford lost that French fry fight to the bird. Everyone agrees that part is friggin' sad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But also the part where he had to listen to John Cleese say, stand up chameleon. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Passive aggressive note taken. (laughs) I thought it was when Clifford didn't get to play with any power lines. Oh, you thought it was dangerous when Clifford played with the power lines? No, there aren't any parts where Clifford interacts with power lines at all. (laughs) That was sad to me. You thought the most sad part was that Clifford didn't play with the power lines? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Okay, how about how about we move on? <laughs> Who is everyone's favorite human character? Oh yeah, I loved those two neighbors. One of them did a close-up magic trick and the other one was drinking condensed milk. There was a whole scene with them and we never saw them again. Okay, Cam, <laughs> thank you for another backhanded sarcastic <laughs> note. Um. Oh, I loved Emily Elizabeth. I would have loved to see like a confused power company guy who doesn't know how to do, he doesn't know what to do about how Clifford grabbed power. Is that a suggestion of a character you would have liked to see? Yes. Ooh, that would be a funny guy. Good note. <laughs> All right, uh, everyone, please try to keep it to things that were actually in the movie. Oh, I loved this movie. Oh, thank you. Oh, so you made this movie? Uh, I, I helped produce it, yes. Okay, well, then how come there aren't any parts where Clifford grabs a power <laughs> line and tries to play fetch? Or how come Clifford never ran into a power line and got tangled? Oh, that's funny. Maybe there's a shock collar joke. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you so much for the feedback. We love it. I think we would just felt, I think we just would have felt like it was a little out of left field with the power lines. Thank you, though. I loved the part where Emily Elizabeth's nickname at school is food stamp. I thought that joke was both grounded and funny enough to cover up its overtly expositional nature. All right. Fuck you, man. Uh, Whitney. Nope. Not great. Uh, Cam, <laughs> thank you. I will write that down. You love that. Uh, Cam, thank you. I will write down that you loved that joke. How the hell would power lines be out of left field? <laughs> Silence. Jay pulls out a photo and unfolds it to reveal it's the cover of a book called Clifford and the Game of Fetch, where Clifford is running with a power line in his mouth. Power lines are a huge part of Clifford lore, and this movie just shits all over a beloved trope. He's right. We made a bad movie and didn't serve the audience. No, this is bullshit. This cover isn't even from a real Clifford book. It's from a New Yorker article with, with, with fake Clifford covers. Tevin pulls out his phone and shows the article. Gosh, the New Yorker is so funny. <laughs> Power lines aren't part of established Clifford lore at all. Oh, thank God. What about the show? Season two, episode 20, Blackout. Ring any bells, Tevin? That's one time. Oh my God, no. So clearly power lines exist in Clifford world. <laughs> and clearly if someone were to say, get on Clifford's back and does a police chase all around Manhattan, at some point he would get tangled up in a power line. That would be funny and real. Yeah, just like what Cam said about liking the nickname Food Stamp. <laughs> what am I doing? Okay, everyone, we're going to pass out some NDAs now. Yeah, this movie sucks. I watched this movie to write the sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's reasonable. <laughs> That is. That's some meth that. research. Dedication. You knew that it would be fodder uh, for something great. Well, I knew he didn't play with any power lines. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Wait, Harris, are you like a big Clifford fan? No. 
Oh. (laughs) It really, this sketch reads like you're a huge fan and you're so disappointed in the movie. And I was like, I didn't know. Okay, the movie was bad. I'll say that about the Clifford movie. Wow. Bad. Why? Because no power lines. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? If you put some power lines, it would have been a great You're just holding up a mirror. I just don't think that there's any world where there's a big red dog that lives in Manhattan. (laughs) A big red dog. Yes. And he doesn't get tangled up in any fucking power lines. Not even once. (laughs) He's a puppy. Yeah, he's no, you're right. are everywhere. There's birds that sit on them. I was like, you're right. When yeah, I heard there was going to be the big red dog movie, I was pretty fucking excited. <laughs> I was excited. I thought I said there's going to be a scene <laughs> where he gets tangled up in the power lines, and gets all shot, <laughs> and gives a little yoop. Yeah. Yoop. <laughs> Okay, so you, you went into this movie being like, can't wait to write a sketch about how there might not be power lines yes. in the Clifford world. Yeah, yeah like, I how went this movie <laughs> because I knew I wanted to write a sketch where someone in this room, because I wanted to write a sketch that was like one of these like two people at the front of the room and other people in the like, and three people in the room like SNL always does. Like I wanted to write mm-hmm. in that SNL voice like that. And uh, I wanted it to be about someone who was like, where's all the power lines in the Clifford movie? And then I thought, wait, I haven't seen the Clifford movie. There might be power lines. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought of the sketch first, then you watched the movie. So you make sure. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm following. Yeah. So, uh, so I, someone was talking to me about the movie that. Clifford. And um, I was I haven't seen the movie, but I was just like, uh, yeah, I hate that movie because he doesn't run any power lines. <laughs> and so that's when the idea happened. And then I thought I need to write that sketch. And then I watched the movie to write that sketch. Yeah. Like this is a really weird specific thing. And that's why the sketch works. But it's not so weird. No, because uh, there really logical. should be power. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He should Especially be fucking up with these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just Listen, lazy animation. Here's why I wrote this sketch. <laughs> but fuck you, people who made Clifford the movie. <laughs> right? I hope you're all fuck listening. Calling you out. Yeah. Did uh, Clifford's <laughs> size remain consistent throughout the movie? Because oftentimes in the books, like sometimes he's as big as a house and sometimes he's not. You know what I mean? Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's inconsistent. So I'm wondering if he was consistent in the movie. So I will say this about the Clifford size thing and the movie, uh, which is that uh, act one Clifford's issue was that he was too small. Right. Ooh, spoiler um, Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Sketchies who haven't watched the Clifford movie. Uh, <laughs> which is probably none of them, of course. It's, a, yeah. it's an origin, yeah, so of course. Right. Yes. Yes. For the okay, magic circus man. Uh, transforms Clifford before John Cleese transforms Clifford uh, with a wish spell from Emily Elizabeth before the Mm. Dumbo 
That's what Circus happens. Treatment. I yeah, thought it was this happens. breed. I didn't know. That's how he loses a French fry fight to a bird because he's. <laughs> oh. Speaking of, I love Stanny. That character was so she's so dumb. Yes, she just like loves. Love that it one. just mm-hmm. was a really Thank nice you. character to have in the midst of like everything. Yeah, I'd like to say Agreed. she was an honest representation of someone who would have liked that movie. And <laughs> she was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I will say Clifford, but after Clifford gets big, yes, mm. was the same size <laughs> the rest of the movie. Okay. 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 And as as there was a moment where he got significantly bigger, but they said he got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> they justified it, okay, and that's so. the one thing they did yeah. right. <laughs> Do they really call Emily Elizabeth food stamp? Yeah. That's oh, wow. She's oh, a really goodness. bad joke. And, yeah. and honestly, terrible. just so expositional. Harrison, I want to know whether Jay knew that that cover was fake or not. Uh, yeah. I like, I appreciate that note because I, I'll, I'll tell you how this came to be. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Googled Clifford power lines. Right. <laughs> as you would. As and you would. I knew it. Uh, this this cover came up and I thought, that's a real Clifford book. <laughs> and uh, you're 100% right that Jay should go, what? <laughs> no, this has to be real. And then be uh, real sad when he sees the, uh, yeah. the article. <laughs> yeah. Because I was pissed when I found out it was New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> No, there aren't any parts where Clifford interacts with power lines at all. That was sad to me. Our last sketch today is titled How to Hot Girl Summer. Written by Kara Myers. Gabby will be played by Tyler Chick. Marissa will be played by Amy D. And Ava will be played by Harrison Merck. Interior community college classroom. A gaggle of elderly millennial women are sitting in the classroom waiting for their instructor to show up. I'm nervous. I've never taken an extension class at the local community college. Oh my God. What if we get graded? Do you think I can sleep with the teacher to get an A? That's how I passed middle school. Bless, <laughs> bless Marissa's heart. She dumb. In walks a young Gen Z girl in her ripped mom jeans and barely their crop top. She's drinking an iced milk, an iced oat milk latte from Starbucks with her own steel straw. Um, I'm Ava, and I'm here to teach you how to Hot Girl Summer. Ava writes Hot Girl Summer 101 on the board. (laughs) Here's the syllabus and, like, reading materials or whatever. Ava hands the list to Gabby to pass out. Gabby reads over the list and immediately raises her hand. Ava points (laughs) to her instead of calling on her. Excuse me, the reading list is just your Instagram and the lyrics (laughs) to Megan Thee Stallion's Hot Girl Summer? Yep. Is there a question? So there's no actual reading? No, that is the reading. I have 1,500 new dudes (laughs) in my DMs daily, and only four or five of them want to murder me. You want to learn how to hot girl summer, right? Gabby sheepishly nods her head. So rule number one of hot girl summer is absolutely no catching feelings. 
We're not here to get married. We're here to have fun. Ava goes to write that on the board. Gabby raises her hand, but speaks anyway. Can you go into detail about how to not catch feelings? I just really want to do well in this class. I don't know, but uh, you're already coming on too strong. Just turn them off. (laughs) The class nods in understanding and writes this down. Gabby looks defeated. She does not get it. So, basically, in order to hot girl summer, you need to get a roster. And in order for this roster to be effective, you can't have feelings for any of your lineup. Gabby raises her hand. What? What's a roster? It's the dudes you'll hook up with all summer. You have your starting five and then your bench players <laughs> and your season ticket holders and so on. You get it. Ooh. My <laughs> roster is lacking right now at 30. Had to cut a few. R.I.P. One time I met a guy who said his brothers and him were identical sex templates. But when I let them all have sex with me, they looked different. That's the closest I've been to 30 in one night. Marissa giggles because she's dumb. (laughs) Gabby raises her hand but starts talking anyway. How do you get a roster and have a full-time job? I... Can't keep answering your dumb questions. The class claps like Ava just said the most mind-blowing thing of all time. Marissa raises her hand. Yeah? How do we know who is in our starting lineup versus who we put on the bench? Because one time I let an entire corporate softball team run a train on me on the bench. So would they all be my starting lineup or my bench? Good question. Mm-hmm. So there's a point system and you'll determine your own system. So for me, everyone starts with a base level of zero. Ava goes to the board to write the names of her starting five. This is my starting five. They're all up here because they have positive points. Jared gets plus six because he's over six feet. Jamal gets plus 10 because he's 10 inches. Jacob gets plus four because he has four jobs. Which is fine, but also, like, gross, you have to work. Josh and Joshua (laughs) both get plus two because they're twins, and sometimes we all fool around. Mm. Uh, When do you sleep? I don't. That's what iced coffee is for. Duh. Wednesday night, let a man pour his Dunkin' Donuts in my asshole and then drink it out with a straw. Is that hot girl summer? (laughs) Should I call him and put him on my roster? Honey, I think you should see a therapist. (laughs) Gabby lovingly puts her hand on Marissa's arm, then raises her hand but speaks anyway. Honestly, I was kind of hoping I'd learn how to flirt or make an Instagram thirst trap that you would grade accordingly. I feel like I'm learning nothing. Um, Do you remember what it's like to be young, carefree, fun, and have perky tits? Or were you always this old, angry, and saggy? My tits are perky because I got them done by a doctor who operates in an old school bus behind the 7-Eleven on La Brea. He put bags of chocolate pudding in them. They are super fun to play with. (laughs) This was a huge waste of money. I can't believe I thought I could learn something from a toddler who probably has never paid a bill in her life. That's what my daddy's for. (laughs) Your dad pays your bills? My dad is dead. (laughs) (laughs) No, my dad is the dean here at Pasadena City College. My daddy (laughs) pays my bills. Gabby is shocked. 
I guess I do have a lot to learn. <laughs> Gabby finally takes her notebook out. <laughs> Yay! This is my process. I have one this time. I scroll through <laughs> I scroll through TikTok as a 32-year-old woman does. And it, last summer, I just kept seeing things like hot girl summer. Do you have your roster? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I was like exhausted just seeing this. I was like, how do you, I can barely entertain. And like last summer, the most I had at one time was like four and I was exhausted. I couldn't keep them mm, straight. It's a scheduling I three, problem. It was, I had literally like three uh, cookie baking dates lined up and I was like, this is too much for one person. How do you do this? And these Writing like young baking dates. Honestly, I had to bake a hundred cookies for my friend's baby shower. And I was talking to three men at that time and all of them <laughs> wanted to help me bake those cookies. And only two of them ended up coming over and helping me bake those cookies. And I did only hook up with one of them at that time. But still, that was fun and exhausting but i was just like i neither of these should have been uh uh, like on my roster they were not great men but i was just thinking about how like literally there's women that like they have a roster and i I love that for them but i don't know how you have like a roster of five and then like a backup of five and then another backup of five and i was like that's insane and i am an elder millennial woman and i would take this class so that's where that came from first of all super fucking funny uh and super true having a roster is exhausting and it's so good to talk about that Uh, i love what you said about cookie baking date uh and i'd love to have like the voice of reason in this like have like Gabby actually be like, um, okay, so I have tried this and I've like, I just can't bake that many cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Girls, it's not about baking cookies. Like, (laughs) Well, honestly though, cookie baking dates are perfect for the way I bake cookies because I made the dough with one guy and then baked the cookies with the other because the cookies had to chill overnight. (laughs) Wow, these cookies are getting around. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like that's a real like honestly, I yeah. love that specific. I feel like that's very, very funny and real. Okay, I'll put uh, that. I will put my real life in here. I, I think my real should, life is Marissa. Cookie Just baking kidding. is so funny. Okay. Uh and it gives you like the opportunity to talk about like kneading dough to get your little like <laughs> Marissa joke in there. <laughs> She's a, I I Right, I could write Marissa's my whole life and be happy. Uh, Marissa's so good. <laughs> Those are my favorite characters to write. Just sweet, dumb women. <laughs> Here's dumb. my only uh, my only thing with Ava uh, as far as like how she's written goes is like, I think she's perfect. I think you, the way you wrote her is amazing and she's like absolutely the person who would be teaching this class. But I'd love to see just like so much Gen Z slang come out of her. Yeah, I don't know enough. I need, mm. to, uh, I need to go you know, watch just like TikTok. Glow up, CEO, Stan. Yeah, like, you're right. Uh, you I know. guess I was like nervous that it would sound like a millennial woman trying to write a yeah. Gen Zer. But you're right, I do need more Gen Z like they don't they're weird they're weird kids and i need to watch more tiktok is what i'm hearing i'm having a tough time i'm just i'm I'm still thinking about like having a roster like that is a foreign it's honestly though i think about it a lot because i'm like i i'm also just like 
when I like someone, I very much have like a one track mind. So I'm not a roster type of person. Yeah. So I don't, and I, I don't know how to get into that mindset because it feels like that's the only way to date now. So I don't, so maybe that's why I'm not dating because I'm not a roster mm. lady. I'm just not it. It's exhausting. It is. I love what you just said. And I'd love to see like the Ava other side of it. Cause there's this like interesting moment where it's like, Hey, how do I get to that thing where I don't have feelings? <laughs> and I'd love for Ava to just be like, it's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you, you want to date this is how you do it right, it does yeah. feel that it really does feel that way yeah, like and it, you have to be on a dating app or yeah apps. you have, you have to, to be talking to like okay so when you meet yeah. somebody and you think you might have feelings for them just remember that no fucking way that can happen yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. as much as i can also be like as much as you have a roster they have a roster too yeah. everybody's got a roster that's why I'm taking myself out the game. <laughs> I don't like it. <sighs> I need to be on an old person. <laughs> Your time. That's where we all need to go. <laughs> Your time. <laughs> do you want to make cookies with one weird guy for the rest of your life? Or do you want to freak a bunch of hotties? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. You I guys. think elderly millennial is really funny too. Just like. Yeah, she could. That could be said out loud. Like, uh, she could, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't answer your elderly millennial questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The fact that like someone in their mid thirties is considered like an elderly millennial is so funny. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> I called uh, myself. That's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is this Gen Xer doing in my class? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an elderly millennial. How dare you? <laughs> I can't keep answering your dumb questions. Hey, what's that sound? Uh, uh, oh, it's me. It's just me. Hi. Uh, Rift Pilot here. Uh, just, uh, was just cleaning off the gum from underneath the seats. Uh, there's a lot of it. People chew gum on the plane all the time. And I gotta, I gotta, someone's gotta do it. I'm very huh. proud of this. Never thought of that. I'm very proud of this plane. Yeah, you know. It, and you do that yourself, Ken? All myself. <laughs> My personal self cleans <laughs> underneath the seat. You're the only steward of the plane. That's correct. You don't have I to. Have, they have a whole staff. I have, I have help. I, I do have staff. I do have helpers. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I gotta, I gotta get down. Oh, in the, I guess I never talked to them. I gotta get down in the trenches sometimes. Keeps I gotta be down grounded. there with them. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's very funny. That's a funny joke. Uh, you're so funny. Uh, uh, I love uh, plain humor. Uh, uh, <laughs> so do I. Uh, we've had a lot of it. Who's on the replay today? I, I I have a ticket. I have a ticket oh, to the replay. Oh, <laughs> so this is a very Kara sketch idea, but it's someone who joins a cult for all the sex stuff, but this cult doesn't do any of the weird sex stuff. I don't know. Oh, I just oh, know. I great. I'd love to sit this at like an initiation for this person. <laughs> Uh, oh no! What or they're just like, uh oh, <laughs> am I gonna get paddled? <laughs> to like drink this thing? Oh, is this gonna like get me high? So like the orgasm euphoria is just like mind blowing. 
No, this is <laughs> this will put you to sleep for three days. <laughs> because I'll be so exhausted from all the fucking, <laughs> from all no, the it's... humping and pumping. Is that why? I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. Initiate. We there is nothing. There is nothing of that sort here. No, we. You made me call you father, and then you said the body of Christ, and you put a little thing on my tongue, and then you had me drink wine. What the fuck was I supposed to think? <laughs> you had little boys in robes serving alcohol, like yeah. wine. Jeez. Like what's like this is a call. <laughs> Get shit on Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to get shit on? (laughs) (laughs) Let me get a tarp. (laughs) Oh my God. The person who's being initiated and wants to fuck, like, should absolutely be super familiar with the tools that, like, sororities and cults use to make people, like, loyal and, like, part of the group. Mm. Like, they should be like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. But, like, how else are you going to, like, humiliate me in front of the whole group of people to like break me down and then show me that it's a safe space for me to feel humiliated so that I feel really loyal. (laughs) (laughs) How else will I form a kinship with the other people I'm being initiated with? (laughs) But how are you going to make me emotionally dependent on the group by mimicking the patterns of my family that I grew up with <laughs> and then and then get me to give so much of my money over time that I couldn't leave if I I couldn't afford to leave if I tried. How are you gonna do that? <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna do all that without fucking me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Initiate. We there is nothing. There is nothing of that sort here. No, we. Oh, what's this? It's a boarding pass of my very own. Uh, let me read it out loud Thanks. to you. So I imagined. Uh, doing google foo as like a kung fu movie um what okay we're gonna have to like google google, google, we're to google uh, what that is oh like uh so like googling something is like uh like sometimes it's known as doing google foo um you know let me let me do some google foo uh, oh okay google and foo. like yeah skill of using search engines especially google to quickly find useful information on the internet <clears throat> Is yeah. this one of those fucking Gen Z terms? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, it feels millennial to me. Pretty millennial term, yeah, for sure. But like, if somebody asks a question and then two people have to do Google Foo to see who can get the answer at the same time, <laughs> uh, like first, you know, that's what I'm fun. Yeah, we now return to Google Foo World Championship. <laughs> I feel like you could do like a whole like anime sequence too, like the close up on the eyes and then like putting on gloves that help with <laughs> fucking carpal tunnel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe like connecting to Wi-Fi on your phone is like part of the sequence. <laughs> maybe like the villain uses like Bing instead of Google. <laughs> They use like a different search engine. I have discovered a new, more powerful weapon. (laughs) Oh my god. He's gonna ask Jeeves. (laughs) I think that's a good riff. K.
Can you get us to assignment station? Uh, sure, yeah, assignment station, one way. We're here. All right, Sketchies, the assignment this week is horse. <laughs> horse. Oh, like the the basketball game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horse. Horse. Uh, it, maybe it's the basketball game, if that's what strikes your That's uh, where you know, my brain went. I was just thinking about the animal. Uh, you know, hooves with shoes on them. Big tails. Uh, yeah, big tails. Huge eyes. Big teeth. Never uh, thought about their big eyes. Yeah. Can you get us over to Plugport? <clears throat> oh, I sure can. Oh, we're already here. Oh, look at that. Oh, great. JP, you got anything you want to plug? As always, smash that follow button on all social media platforms. I'm John Potter 6 on every platform. Um, also plug for the sketch group that Harrison, Kara, and myself are a part of, Jorts. Follow us on all of those social media platforms at just Jorts. Jorts with a Z. We also have an upcoming live show, a live show in person with sketches we've written. Some of the sketches have actually appeared on this podcast. So if you're in the LA area on Tuesday, June 21st, come to the clubhouse, come see the thing that you heard on the podcast live in person. Wow. Carrie, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah. Follow me at Kara Myers on social media. Um, I don't know if Harrison will keep any of my dating stories in, but I, maybe I'll start dating again and then I'll update it all on my Instagram stories. And you'll be like, wow, I can't believe men have the audacity to say those things to such a lovely woman. So you're, <laughs> Who single, knows? you're single and available. Kara might want to date you. So slide, yes. yes. slide into my DMs. Please don't ask for an over the pants handy until date two or three. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and don't That's just what send I said pictures of your wiener. Yeah, no yes, if you pictures. send me an unsolicited dick pic, I will send it to all my group chats. <laughs> it is what I do. But also, if you would like to send me a picture of your micro penis on Twitter, like I was getting for a while, I oh. miss those. They were very entertaining. Um, so at Kara Effing Myers, <laughs> micro penises sure. in my DMs. So only. small penis men? Uh, um, no, do. it's oh, okay. smaller than small. Oh. And oh John Potter and Harrison have seen those. Quite a few. And they were wild. Mine. More than, yeah, more than one. There were, there more was than a, one. A was sent to, there was a collection. And, you know, let's bring it back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> those are my plugs. My is only. <laughs> well, friends, that's all for us today. Thank you to all the participants and to Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And also a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to sketchysketchsketch.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon. <laughs> it's got all the stuff you need to be the ultimate sketchy sketch fan. And if you're like, I write funny sketches all the time, I want to get them in front of you and on the show. Send your sketches to sketchysketchpod at gmail.com or fill out the form on our website. Also on our website, you can reach out to us if you heard a sketch that really moved your body or your heart or your soul or your mind. <laughs> you can hit us up there and give love to the writers. As always, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends, check us out on socials, check out our classes, subscribe and give us five stars.
Yes, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Goodbye. We love you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> I wish you could see our weird faces. Of- it's weird. <laughs> what? I, my mouth is stretched pretty far. <laughs> Your eyes are huge. Right <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much.